I'm about that life. If you want to be about that life, connect with us on social media. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Live That Life Now, on Twitter at Live That Life 20, and at YouTube That Life. Contact us via inbox, DM, or email at livethatlifenow at gmail.com with feedback or show topic ideas. Every time we look up, we want to see you winning. Live, Live that, that life, life now. Hey, man. Sometimes it takes the bad days to appreciate the good ones. But no matter what, but you just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. 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 Have you ever felt like you couldn't make it? Welcome to That Life Podcast, where we discuss love and relationships, spirituality and faith, career and education, pop culture, and everything in between. We give our take on it all as we navigate the path to living that life. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Greetings. Welcome to our conversation. Yeah. So on our intro and everything, we talk about that we talk about pop culture and everything in between. And we mm-hmm. hope that our listeners have been enjoying this season of our podcast. Yes. So we used to watch this show. I've been so thirsty, but I just realized, I guess they're not doing a new season. But we used to watch a show called Black Love on the OWN Network. And I love this show. They had a few seasons and I would watch it because it was real couples and just them really discussing like their journey. Mm-hmm. They would talk about, you know, the dating stage um, because I think it most, if not all of the couples were married on this show. Right. And so they would talk about like the dating stage. and It was a real show. Yeah. <laughs> married it, to each other for real. Yes, 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 yes. Real couples. It's like mm-hmm. a reality show. Um, and so they would talk about like the dating stage. They would talk about married life. They would talk about um, children, the whole nine yards. And so I love this show and we used to watch it all the time. Um, and so we recently were talking about that show, but we started talking about we watch a lot of TV shows, old and new. Um, and so we were talking about TV shows and the black love portrayed in the TV shows that we watch. Mm-hmm. And so we we find out we we went and looked, made me search, <laughs> made me want to understand. He started googling, and it's a lot of history. Pulling up old shows, but it, what it is 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 positive black fi- families, positive mm-hmm. black families, you know, finally began to get their own recognition around the early 1970s, but only truly became popular with the sitcom in the 80s, The Cosby Show. One Everybody of my knows The Cosby mm-hmm. Show. And things that have curtailed to that. But what I loved about what happened in the 80s with the Cosby show, it even made people go back to the old shows from the 70s. And so these shows were effective in portraying a healthy, loving family. Mm -hmm. Even sometimes when they didn't act like it. (laughs) (laughs) Even sometimes when they would fight. It's a true Mm -hmm. reality of families. And what I loved about it, although, you know, we're looking at many of the African-American sitcoms. It was portraying families, period, in, general, yeah. in these times, 70s, 80s, 90s, exactly. up to this current time. 
and the things that they had to go through in those times. And just so, family dynamics and relationship dynamics, right, which so, is true of everyone. Right. We're going to go through and discuss. Some of our favorite ones. Just talk about it. So, you know, uh, you know, chime in, you know, think about it as we're, we're, we're talking about it. And, and even, you know, email us, text us. Hit uh, us up on social you media. You know, you're, you know, yeah, on, online about on what you think about but you know the first one that when it comes to family is good times i love it good good times is still funny today it's still relevant today um the parenting is still you know it's yeah it's a good show lord and james mother and father in the household uh, at least James was in the household for a, a good time in the mm-hmm. season. He had to go away to work and then some other things happen. But, you know, and it gives you that. that you you get the mother and the father you in the home. You get a strong it was um, set father, up, right, which was different. Set too, up in Chicago and in, uh, I believe, Karina Green. Yep, Karina Green. You know, so uh, uh, a project mm-hmm. uh, for black people that, that was very, very low income at the time. Uh, they had uh, three kids, uh, JJ, which we all know, the, the <laughs> oldest son, um, a daughter, and and a, and a and a baby boy, Michael. And I loved how Michael, being a teenager, they would show a young teenager how he had to deal with peer pressure and gangs mm-hmm. and just so many things. And they all had to deal with so many things, which is sad, but true, as you said, is still relevant today. It is, but then also... You know, we got to see the dynamics of Florida and James's relationship. So we saw them as a couple, just kind of how they dealt with each other mm-hmm. when dealing with issues, um, romance, but then also disagreements. But then parenting. We, and then I was going to say, and then we saw their dynamic parenting together. Mm-hmm. And so I really love Good Times. One of the things about Good Times was it also showed that even though they struggled financially throughout, you know, the show they were still very happy within the family unit. They had even a strong, where they live, yes. yes, they had a strong, happy family unit. And they even talk about on the show where, where they lived at the, on that show, they were supposedly like one of the only families that really had that type of strong family unit where mm-hmm. you had a strong mom, strong dad. And, you know, so I love that. I love to show that even when there is struggle or circumstances are not necessarily ideal, you can still be a unit and you can still be happy and still, you know, really hold each other down and be there for each other. Overall, perfect, yeah. And so we looked at good times and we looked at this family and the projects and then you all know the song, Moving On Up. (laughs) (laughs) And so let's move on up and talk about George and Wheezy Jefferson. (laughs) I like George and Wheezy. Um, George is a mess, you know, just... Just, he just wasn't, he, he just wasn't the friendliest person. No. Uh, he, he, let's, let's describe, how do we, can we describe George's personality? I don't know. He, I don't know. He was a character, but George was funny, um, but he really, really loved his wife and he really respected his wife. And so a lot of times he would try to act like, you know, like he's the sole decision maker. You would have episodes where he would, you know, kind of get on these little kicks but then when Wheezy would speak, it was like, okay. It was you final. Know? Yeah, because he really respected her opinion. Um, their dynamic was one of they, we had seen them on All in the Family. 
Right. Um, and they were kind of living. Bunker. Yes, Ar- Archie, Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker, yes. And they were living in like a middle class neighborhood next door to um, the bunkers. And then um, they were entrepreneurs. They owned a cleaning business. Correct. And as that business um, expanded, they were able to move on up. Correct. And to like a penthouse apartment. And so George sort of ran the business and then Louise stayed at home. They had an adult son that they had raised. And so we kind of saw them deal with their adult son um, and their dynamics with him. But because their son was an adult and he was kind of in and out on the show, we really got to see their relationship a lot. After, like as we say, the em- mm-hmm. empty nester. Yeah. And one thing I liked about George, and even though no kids are at home, mm-hmm. they're in this penthouse. It's not like huge. You know, one thing, he had enough self-care to give her a mate. Yes, you know I love that. <laughs> um, I love that, but then also one of the things that I'm thinking about with them was we also got to see, like you said, empty nesters, but then aging parents. So from time to time, we would see his mother stop by and how you deal with the dynamics of family coming you know, by and how that affects um, a relationship. So I think that um, from them, we kind of saw you know, a lot of different things. And I think that they were a good example. Even in the 70s, when this show came on, it gave us on TV interracial relationships. Yes. With um, With their neighbors. Upstairs, yeah. Mm -hmm. Loved that. Um, Loved that they talked openly about um, having an interracial relationship. George was too open. Yeah, (laughs) like I said, George was a mess. Um, But they talked about it and they talked about, you know, sort of what the dynamics, what they went through, because this was in the 70s. Right. And their children, who were biracial, you know, talked about their experiences being biracial in the 70s. And so we got to see a lot in terms of relationships from this show. And so I really like that. We got to see um, a Black couple. We saw them make the leap from a middle class to, quote, unquote, upper, upper class. Yes. yes. Um, and so, yes, really love their dynamic as well. So that really went well. And then that leads us. And there were some other shows in and around that time. Yeah. There was many We're other shows. We're just highlighting shows. some of the ones. I liked we... what's happening. It was just different other shows. But, you know, I want to move to the 80s and the Cosby show. It's one of my favorites. The Cosby show uh, was one of the biggest hits. And I still think is probably the most syndicated today. I mean, it comes on every day. And because it's still relevant. You know, for me, what I love with The Cosby Show, I know that for a lot of people um, looking at shows like The Cosby Show, it showed, it gave a lot of hope, inspiration. But then also it showcased that there were a lot of African-American couples, even during that time, 70s, 80s, who were literally living the life that Cliff and Claire Huxtable Dr. were living. Yeah. Um, and education. So education. It, it highlighted education. You know, they even say that they brought the older child in Sandra later because they wanted to showcase them having a child in college. In college. Um, so that was significant for a lot of people. But for me, when I look at them today through today's lens, what I see is balance. And that's what I love for them. I see... Um, Two professionals, you know, um, demanding careers as a, uh, a doctor and as an attorney. But then we get to really see them focus on their relationship and nurture their personal relationship outside of their kids. But then we see them parent. And in everything that we saw that them do, obviously, you know, professionally, they were equals in that realm. But then 
they around the house. You would see yeah, they clear. Didn't they a, didn't have gender roles. They, and they didn't have an Alice from Brady no, Bunch. They, they didn't. didn't have a Florence and they had five from children. the Jeffersons. But they, you know, you would see Cliff cooking and cleaning. You would see Claire cooking and cleaning. Yep. You would see both of them disciplining the kids yep. and dealing with them. You would see them both complaining about the kids. And, you know, um, so for me. Couldn't wait till they leave. Planning and plotting for them right. to leave. Um, so for me, I really, when I look at them, I saw like a lot of teamwork. I saw balance. I can see like mutual respect and admiration for each other. But then really outside of having demanding careers, five children, grandchildren, people in and out the house. In-laws. Yeah. Um, uh, they still yeah. focused on the, on their relationship. No, that too. was very good. That, that, that's a good uh, view of the Cosby Show. The Cosby Show was very good. It's still relevant today. Mm-hmm. No matter how old you too. are. Um, that's a show you should watch. But also in that era, there was another show, uh, 227. Yes. 227, uh, I liked Mary and Lester. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had one daughter, mm-hmm. and they were living in this this building. Wasn't, per se, the projects. Mm-hmm. Lester worked. He was mm-hmm. a construction worker. Mary was a stay-at-home. And don't, don't get it twisted, because Mary... <laughs> Is still Florence, but not Florence from the Jefferson. Oh, She's God, a different you had person. To bring that up. But just <laughs> want to be one now, right? A whole different show. But if you knew Florence from the Jeffersons was funny, you have to imagine two two seven is funny. But it gives you issues. It gives you problems in their relationship. Mm-hmm. It gives you issue with raising a teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. And I love it gives you issue with friends. Yep, nosy friends because most of the setting took place where on the porch. Mm-hmm. And so they would all watch the neighborhood and each other. And initially, Mary and Lester were the only married couple, Mm -hmm. I think, in the building. And so that is different, too. Like you said, when you're bringing in, there's, you know, all the friends and the neighbors and, you know, that dynamic into your home. Um, But what I like about Mary and Lester, too, was that, again, they were always... um, cognizant of their relationship with each other yes with each other and really trying to make sure they nurtured their relationship they didn't have a lot of money so it wasn't like the 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 jeffersons or the cosby show they were regular you know like middle class working class people and but they were living a good life and they had a good relationship one thing i paid attention to that which out of the shows we talked about i didn't always see Uh, but if you really pay attention to 227 they always ate dinner together. Yes. If you, they if you did. really pay attention, it was always a spread. When Lester came home, yep. uh, it was always food on the table. They, and always, they would have dinner. Right. They always did that. And I love that uh, without saying it, they displayed it. Mm-hmm. That's something that we should still, uh, no matter how old or, you know, Susan, we should look at. That is powerful because it's conversation. Mm hmm. Especially when, in their case, they had a teenager. Mm-hmm. So that's a good time. You want to talk to your teenagers, your kids, period. But you definitely want to kind of get inside their head and know what's going on. So, right. yeah. So another show, you know, we like, we still watch even today. We went back and been watching. And it's Amen. Well, since you brought up in the other show, you brought up <laughs> the fact that, um, you know, um, that Martha, I think her name is, what is it, Martha Gibbs? I don't know. Um, right, Martha but, Gibbs, Florida, yeah, and that Mary. she worked um, on the Jeffersons. And then 227, well, Sherman Hemsley uh, was George Jefferson yes. on the Jeffersons. And then he was a deacon. Ernest Fry, <laughs> Deacon Fry on Amen. He was a, he was a, 
he was a, a deacon crooked attorney, is right? What was. That's what I, was say. I don't want to say crooked. <laughs> but he wasn't crooked. He was Wait, not he very good. He definitely wasn't a good attorney. <laughs> he was, not, he was, he was definitely not. not he was not he good enough to most, be crooked. <laughs> true, because he lost like almost every case. Um, but yeah, I love that. Show. This show is just funny, right? So um, this show sets uh, the deacon. You know, and it's set around a church, of course, but the the house that they always showed was the Deacon House, yes. and he had a grown daughter, Thelma. He had a grown daughter that... Uh, Initially, they kind of tried to make her look like a spinster, you know, because she was, like, older, and she would complain, like, I'm tired of being a bridesmaid. Right. You know, like, all her friends are married. This, you know, um, and they would joke about how many boyfriends she had had and, you know, that sort of thing. And she but, was such a good cook. Oh, don't even. <laughs> she was a terrible cook. But they, when she lay eyes on the new reverend, the at new the pastor, church, the new pastor, when they got a new pastor, they hired a new pastor. Watch she out, was pastors. just like, like this is her husband. Like she just knew massive crush. I mean, almost stalkerish. Um, yes. But yeah, so they end up, and they at some point. Um, you know, he begins to return her feelings and affections, yeah. and they get married. And their dynamic is um, kind of different, too, because the way that they portray their relationship is very loving, is very affectionate, because yeah. Thelma is very affectionate. Um, but it's almost like, you know, like Ruben is like the voice of reason, or they make it seem like like he's the the more worldly one. Because Thelma is very sheltered, mm -hmm. you know, and Ruben has, he's gone to school, he's done all these things, and she hasn't. And so it's more like, well, she did have a stint in the army, but you have to watch the show. Oh, um, yes, but other than that. that, like, she's, he's more worldly than her. And so they kind of, like, that's kind of dynamic with their relationship. But it's very funny. It is, you know, um, a good, like, wholesome show to watch and to just kind of see. Do you think it helps uh, women that are waiting like Thelma? I do. I, I think so. Um, except, let me say this, except, you know, even if God shows you that's your husband, yeah, you, take do the not crush part run, out. you do not have to run that man down like she was doing. Let the man chase you. <laughs> she didn't do that. Um, but that's just my opinion. She still, to a degree, lived. She lived. She did some things. Like you said, the Army. She she did some why things. Did, she did, but why did she go to the Army? She did you have to some watch things. the show. Right. In the end, he ultimately did start pursuing her. Right. But she initially um, was doing the pursuing. So, I mean, yeah, it, I, what I would say is it's hope that it's going to happen for you and you're going to get the um, happy ending that you deserve. The man that God desires for you mm -hmm. or the woman, vice versa. I want to talk about one of my all-time favorites. Well, and I was this is this is my I was I was leading into this because we talked about <laughs> Thelma who wanted this man, right? Mm -hmm. And and um Amen. And so now let's look at <laughs> two friends, mm -hmm. you know, on this the beginning of the college campus, but they even extended after that. Yep. And, you know, it was a different world for both of them, I would say. <laughs> One of my favorite shows, um, of course, is a spinoff of The Cosby Show. Yes. Um, but it's funny because, of course, the show was not, it was not intended for a relationship, a romantic relationship to be the focus of the show. It's about college life. Yeah, and the character Denise from The Cosby Show, of course, was initially the um, central character. But it just evolved in a way that two characters just became so popular where, you know, Whitley and Dwayne, 
they formed this relationship. And that relationship really became a major storyline for that show. And the show itself is is amazing. Um, again, it showcases Black college life, like going to an HBCU, may HBCUs Great very popular shows. for kids who, some kids who had never even heard of right. that, known that. So that, that college life. But for as far as the relationships, um, we saw different relationships on the show. The central relationship is Dwayne and Whitley. And I love them. They went through some changes. They went through some ups and downs. They were together, downs. not together, yes. together, not together. Mm-hmm. He when was I, seeing somebody. She got engaged by somebody else. Yeah, different things It's a happened. whole. Then it was a wedding. Yeah. She was getting married. You can't spoil it for people. I'm, if I'm they just trying to get them it. interested to, to get to that part. <laughs> but what I love about Whitley and Dwayne, um, of course, like I said, met as college students, became young professionals. But really what I love homie lover friends. They were truly, like, homies. Like, they hung out. They were, like, best friends. Um, and they, of course, got in a relationship. But they had that dynamic. Even, you know, as a couple, they maintained mm-hmm. that friendship and, like, as, you know, just my homie. And then still had the romance part. But love to see them because you really got to see a young Black couple. First of all, let's talk about their upbringings were very different. Oh, yeah. Um, Dwayne, oh, yeah. yeah, because Dwayne was from very smart, always like super, super smart, super intelligent. Came from like a middle class family, uh, mom and dad, you know, very close knit family. Um, but Whitley came from, you know, having uh, wealthy parents. Very and wealthy. Very wealthy Private parents. Schools. Very just spoiled. Yeah. And she was very spoiled. Um, and her parents were divorced. And that kind of shaped her sort of view that they showed that for a few seasons, how she kind of navigated dealing with her parents' divorce and her dad's remarriage. Um, And so then those are some of the things that actually helped them form a bond and a friendship. Mm -hmm. But so when they got together, we really got to see, you know, them as college students navigating um, love and dealing with relationships as students, trying to balance, you know, being in school and this relationship and then graduation. And so now they're young professionals and trying to do that and then, um, you know, navigate marriage and all those things and struggle too with trying to, you know, you're young professionals, you're right out of college and you're trying to live and support yourself. And so we saw that, but uh, I think that was really good for, it's for young people to kind of see their journey. Um, one of my all-time favorites, definitely. So one, uh, maybe we won't talk long gone, but I, I cannot let it go without talking about Steve Urkel and Family Matters. Oh, God. And and again, the show, Urkel was not part of the original show. No. He he did not come into no. ooh, a lot of episodes it was in the some first epi- season. Yeah, it was think, late in the first I, I think season. Like midway through the first nine, season. About nine, episode yeah. nine or so. So it was supposed to be about, about this which family. it still did. It still did good about this family, Harriet, uh, the wife, and Carl, the father. And Carl was set a, in Chicago again. A Chicago police officer. Yep. And so they had two kids? Three at first. And then one kid just disappeared and they never mentioned her again. <laughs> <laughs> True. I forget about that. Yeah. yeah see, you yeah. forgot about them, but it was three at yeah. first. But they, their dynamic was, um, again, they had, you know, they were like, I guess you could say middle class, um, you know, family where they were raising these kids. But then they had the um, the aunt, 
remember moved in oh, with her yeah. kid and the and the, I think the grandmother. So it was like a multi multi generational family. Yeah. Um. And so we got to see that, but showing how we as a family help with each other. Yeah. And but still, again, maintain and take care of the marriage. Yeah. And so and the um, kids and the kids. Yeah. So they were. They, I would. I would say they were true. Uh, especially when Urko, the neighbor, uh, a village. Mm-hmm. You know that is is a good example of a village. Yes. And so you know that that was a good one. I know another one um, of a village. We talked about having family members move in. We the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean, first of all, the family themselves. Again, these are um, Phil and Vivian. These are two the Banks ages, family. The Banks family. They, when we you watch the show, they grew up, um, neither one of them having a lot of money. Nope. Um, but they, you know, they had gone to school and things like that. And Vivian was a professor at the beginning. They talk about it more that she mm-hmm. was, you know, teaching. And then Phil, of course, was an attorney, became a judge. And so they were able to have this life in Bel Air, you know, raising their kids who had no clue. <laughs> they just didn't have, they really had no understanding of the type of like upbringing Outside, and the yeah. life that their parents had had. But then they bring in this nephew who is like from West Philly and, you know, is just, they give him like the homeboy type of persona and he's like thrown in the mix and it really changes their family dynamic. And, and what I, one thing I like about uh, the Fresh Air, I mean, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air is Will was not per se bad. He, he was all. not bad or in no. trouble. His mother sent him here because Philly had became bad. Well, you have a theme song says, I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. Right. Wasn't a, wasn't a, he wasn't a bad kid at oh. all. He's a and, good kid. And um, so they wasn't bringing a troublemaker no. per se. But again, sometimes we've had to do this. We had to bring other people in. To help. Uh, to help. And it's okay to to put people and our children in better Homes and better situations. Yes. And give so, them access and opportunity to things that they otherwise wouldn't have. But again, even with all this going on, so when the show starts, the banks have three children. Yes. Um, you know, and they bring in another teenager. Later on, they have another kid um that people <laughs> forget about. Um, but even with that, we still see Phil and Vivian kind of we see scenes where they're kind of trying to make sure that they are, like, dealing with each other. Oh, yeah. And, and date nights, they, they do things. Uh, they do romance, although Phil uh, <laughs> doesn't want to do it a lot of times. <laughs> uh, but they still do. And, and again, as we started this, this, these are shows that emphasize some kind of love, family, relationship as they go on. Now, this next one I'm going to talk about is a little different. Okay. <laughs> because it was Martin. <laughs> I, I almost wanted to do the what's up, but I'm not going to mess with it. <laughs> uh, now, the Martin is, this show is set up where Martin, uh, he has his own place. Uh, he's in a relationship with his girlfriend, Gina, who has her own place. Mm-hmm. He's working. At, is he in the studio yet? In the beginning, he, he was, was he the, was working there, I think, but he wasn't the host of his show. He was doing something. But either yeah. way, what I loved about it is both of them had decent little jobs. Yeah. She had went to college. He hadn't. She was in, like, marketing. Right. And then she had a friend named Pam. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Worked or, with her. Been to school and, and they were living their best life. He had two friends. Uh, Tommy, who, who we still don't know what Tommy do or what he did for a living, and then Cole. And Cole is that friend. Well, at least we know what Cole's job was. He cleaned airplanes. Yeah, but Cole still lived with his mama. <laughs> Cole just... He was just... He was just ridiculous, but, but romance. What I like about Martin, and since we're talking about Martin, I'll tie in living single, too, because they're in the same era. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about those two shows is that all the other shows that we've talked about, we've kind of talked about married couples. Already. Right, they're already... With children. Yes, they're already married. Except for the Dwayne and Whitley. Right. They're already married and that sort of thing. Um, but with these two shows, the specific emphasis from the beginning was on we were watching, like, young Black professionals dating. Yep. So that was a different dynamic because um, even, like, on Martin, we see in the beginning, like I said, Martin and Gina... They're dating. They're kind of new. And we see how the other friends they're dating and trying to, you know, navigate the dating world. And then living single, I mean, the name says it all, they are literally navigating the single life. And so we kind of get to see how not that wanting goes. to be single. No, they not wanted in their relationships. Case, they didn't. Uh, all of them wanted relationships. And it was a lot of relationships that came out of mm-hmm. living single. But the one that I think is worldwide is Overton and the 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 smart Sinclair. Woo <laughs> 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 woo. <laughs> Overton and Sinclair, I love them because they were just like made for and each other. And they were steady though. They were they were pretty steady. Yeah. They were steady. Um, but I also like um Max and Kyle. Really? I did. They, but they fought for like yeah, it was, years. It was like lightweight toxic. <laughs> you know, but I I did I like Max and Kyle. Um, but no, just with both of the shows, you really really got to see, like, ups and downs of dating and relationships and just them really just working towards um, finding those stable, long-lasting relationships. So that was different. We got to see love in different forms on those two shows. Right. That was good. Uh, Late in the early 2000s, I want to say this. You know, Bernie Mac, I love Bernie Mac. Shout out to Bernie Mac. Chicago. Uh, Yes. He had a good show. And what I loved about the Bernie Mac show is he was really raising his sister kids. Yes. Uh, and that's what, again, when we village. talk about a village. Yeah. And that was really good. But mm-hmm. one that I have found even now, I didn't watch back then, I... but she got me on it and <laughs> I still love it. And I'm still trying to navigate through it. So I haven't even seen all of them. I think I'm just in season two is my wife and kids. Hilarious. Yeah. Damon Wayans. Yes. And again, from Martin, Tisha Campbell, yes. Martin. Um, funny show. It's funny. They are a married couple. They were like high school sweethearts. They were teen parents. And they have three kids. And um, when we first start the show, like Michael, they have a business. He's an entrepreneur, like a trucking business. And she is working as well. And then later on, she's not working anymore. And so... They, she wants to work. He prefers that she stays at home. So they decide to try that. She tried to work in the business, things like that. But we see them navigate that, like dealing with um, trying to run a business together because they're entrepreneurs and then trying to raise their children, teenagers, um, you know, which that in itself, and then their relationship. One of the things that I like about them, they will throw things in. You know, very, you know, so they talk about the fact how they struggled because they were teen parents, mm-hmm. right? And then they got to this point where they are financially, they're well off. 
their their business is doing well. Um, later on, and I know you haven't watched this, but later on, one of their kids becomes a teen parent as well. Right. And so they're dealing with that. And so again, because these are things that are happening, you know, it's it's realistic. They're dealing with that, how they navigate, you know, now one of their kids becoming a teen parent and they're young grandparents and they're trying to help the, you know, help the kids out. But they also, like, there's an episode and I've asked people who watch it and they had to go and rewatch it because it's like a blink and you'll miss it. But they're throughout the show, they're always in therapy off well, and on. So I yes, like that. That That is a good point. Uh, it's not very many shows that does therapy and continue therapy yep. for certain things. And people have to understand that, you know, we're good at telling people that you may need therapy for a while while you're going through this. Yeah. But then again, you know, six months later, six years later, something else. Something That's why else. I tell people, you know, to have a therapist or a counselor yep. or a coach that you could always go to. But another thing I like that they dealt with is, you know, weight. Yes. Uh, she struggled with weight gain, loss, mm-hmm. through and how that life. affected their relationship. Yeah, uh, that was like a storyline. Yeah, them. another thing I liked is she had to leave, according to them, to go take care of her, her mother. mother, and he had to be the sole parent, and how he had to balance that and his struggle with that. So it, I like my wife and they, kids. They also, like I said, in passing, they mentioned that. There may have been an infidelity in the past on his part and how they had worked through that and was, you know, navigating that through counseling. Um, so what that's what I love about that. That's one of the first ones where you really see, like, they're actively, like, in counseling throughout right. the series. And it's always, it's for different things. It's oh, not yeah. necessarily always the same thing. That one's really good. That so, one's yeah. really good. Uh, I want to move to uh, one that just went off. They just did the season finale now, uh, Blackish. Yes. And so, truth be told, we really didn't watch Blackish like just we here were. and there over yeah. the years. We're starting to watch it now, uh, but I always knew and we always understood that it was a show that had a married people, mm-hmm. uh, which had three kids. Well, two, four, no, because they had twins. They had four at first, yeah. and then ultimately five. Right, because they had a baby mm-hmm. later. Yeah, it's one of these shows that come with this last-minute baby. But yes, <laughs> but the thing is, I love that they had twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the twins was very smart and cute. They were very different yeah, from each other. Uh, uh, that was good. But they both worked. She was a doctor, and he was in marketing or mm-hmm. or something. Like advertising. Yeah, something, yeah, something of that. But they were good. But what I loved is when you look at Blackish and you look at all the shows we just talked about, especially those of early, uh, they were trying to teach their children how to live in today's time with still giving them a sense of history. Yes. Of where they I, came I from. I call them a lot of times like Cosby 2.0, hmm. um, only because, again, very successful, like upper middle class. You know, they they have these careers, so they're raising these kids. Like you said, ended up being five kids, just like the Cosbys. Um, in this, you know, this this world of privilege and their kids are kind of growing up in a bubble yes. and the dad kind of sees that. And, you know, while every parent of course wants to give their children, you know, advantages and opportunities, that's why you work hard, you know, but then he realizes like, we need to really be conscious about making sure that they stay grounded right. as well and aware, like you said, of the things that's going on around them. So they really, they tackle world events. And I think that this show is really relevant just because from what we know, people we're around, and then just what we see when it comes to um, Black couples right now, 
there are so many that are like uh, Dre and Bo, um, very successful professionals. The money is there. The success is there. The privilege is there for their kids or future kids. So it's always going to be that balance of how do I provide them with all these things? But I still want them to stay in, um, right. in touch with their culture, yes. with their background, with the history of their culture. And so that's why I really love that show. Yeah, they did good. Even uh, his parents end up being around or being mm-hmm. close. And so again. And, and But they were instrumental in helping them to ground the kids. Yes. And sometimes ground them. <laughs> Literally. Especially Dre. Yes. Literally. It was very good. But but uh Bo was in another show even before that yes. called Read Between the Lines. Yes. With um Malcolm Jamal Warner. From the Cosby show. Yes. And that show was really good too. Blended family. Right. I love that show. And she was um was she a doctor on that show? Too? She was a therapist. She was a therapist on that show. Mm-hmm. And he was like a PhD, I think. Yeah, he was a uh professor. Yes. And so, but they were a blended family. Um, she had twins yeah. um, on that show, Teenagers. And then they had one daughter together. Yes. And then they got married and they had another daughter. So I like that show because of the blended family dynamic. And they really showed that. I mean, for the most part, it was harmonious in blending. But there are scenes where, you know, I've seen like the kids say like, well, you're not even my real dad. Yep. You know, that sort of thing. So they show they navigate that. And so that was good because it's realistic. Like, we have to have, you know, and that's why, like, we're talking about these different shows because there's something for everyone in these shows. Another show, new show, um, we're waiting on season two now, that is when I think of blended families, I think about the Upshaws. Really good show. Um, And, you know, it's a different, for me, I don't know if I've seen Kim Fields um, with this, so it's different, so I'm enjoying that. And she was in Living Single. Yeah. Yeah. but I'm enjoying that part. But Kim Fields and Mike Epps and Wanda Sykes, um, they're the stars of this show. But it really talks about not only blended family, it's just like drama, you know, that they've gone through in their relationship. I mean, it's... They they prove, even with all the things, there's some infidelity and, mm-hmm. and just and then raising and the kids try- and then yes. raising a child through infidelity. Yes. Because remember yes. the child... Uh, well, it's, it's, it's two things. It's them, like you said, them navigating their relationship because they started off together young, mm-hmm. high school, um, had a child. They have an older, an adult child that they have together. And trying to... The way that they parented that child was different right. um, because the dad was kind of in and out. He wasn't really there because they were so young. Right. And he was just kind of all over the place. You know, and they were so their relationship was kind of off and on, which led to, you know, there when one one of the times that they were on, um, she there was a situation where she was pregnant and another woman was pregnant at the same time. Right. So they have teenagers that they're raising that one is their child together. And then, like you said, the other child is the child that resulted from the infidelity. And so trying to navigate their relationship and how they deal with that child's mother. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and then and, and that child. And so, and then they have a younger child too. But it's for them, we get to see their relationship with them actually trying to navigate through their own feelings about where they were in the past, the mistakes they made, where they are, but then how they deal with their older son. Because again, 
the older son, he doesn't have the best relationship with his father. So they deal with that. Then we see them dealing with the two teenagers that are the same age. Mm -hmm. And they even talk about how they explain this at school that they're like, we're not twins. They call themselves ghetto twins. Mm -hmm. They're like, we're not twins, but we're the same age. You know, <laughs> uh, we have different mothers. So they. And that's, that's I mean, it's. People don't realize that the children from these type of relationships have to live with this yes. and have to explain. And have to explain this. And, and make the best out of it. Yes. Yeah, so this is why I'm saying like this, you know, because we have to acknowledge that these things are happening. Yes. Um, and that we're dealing with these things. And so, you know, then they have the younger daughter who's just kind of so precocious and just innocent. <laughs> She's just like, you know, and she's just kind of looking at her family like, what is the meaning of all of this? Um, but still, even through all of that, we see them um, really navigate their relationship is the core part of it. Because having the adult child who really not even 100 percent happy that his parents are back together and married and happy. Um, so it's like, but we have to And he isolate. has some issues of his own. Yeah, but we have to isolate. We can't let him right. determine what happens with us. Right. You know, he's our son, but he needs to deal with his feelings, and they do. Um, but, you know, and then dealing with, like I said, they're, they're still their children that they're still raising. Um, and her sister popping in and helping out financially, so now she got stuff to say. And, you know... Um, so it's it's a lot, but it's realistic. It, it is very realistic. There are families. Uh, we know them. We see them, you know. Very realistic. We uh, are the families, whatever. But Mo all of these shows. Moesha was a show that was family. similar to this some years ago. It's still a really good show. And then you had the spinoff from that, The Parkers, mm -hmm. uh, which was really good. I think, you know what, Moesha is even relevant to some things I've seen in the news when I think about it with celebrities. I saw, I won't even say, but I saw one um, gospel artist recently and um, she was talking about so like with Moesha they have you know Frank is a widower with two kids and he marries D. and at the beginning when the series first starts we see you know that's a struggle mm -hmm. for Moesha and D trying to find their way and develop their relationship but Frank and D, they're constantly always talking about having a baby like they want to have a baby and D's like she wants a biological child of her own and they are not able to do that, but yet she's still having to raise these kids. And he even later on, he brings in another child into the household. And that's a whole right in itself that they have to, it, it affects their relationship. Um, because there's, you know, some some things with that, some past uh issues with that. And so, but that's a dynamic that we've seen where you know, if you, this this gospel singer that I saw, she had married a man, he has some children, and she was happy to, to you know, she's helping, she's co-parenting with him and their mom, and it's good. But then they were, she was like, okay, but I want to, you know, have children on my own, and then that was a struggle. And they weren't able to do that, but thankfully they recently adopted. Um, and so now they do have the child. But that's hard, and that's yeah. something that we're seeing a lot of people where it's like, okay, you know, I'm here. I'm happy. I'm willing to help parent. I love these kids, but I do still want us to have a baby. And if that's a struggle, that can add some to the relationship. It, it's hard. True. So we saw that in Moesha. True. Another show um, that I like, that we like, that we just happened to fall in love with was The Carmichael Show. Oh, yeah, we did. The Carmichael Show. That uh, was random. We just... Yeah, yeah. it's only three seasons. I think it's on Netflix mm -hmm. or, or Hulu. Three or four. I don't know. That's a good show. It's an adult. It's adult children. 
Uh, they're yes. adults and uh, they, you know, got some issues. One is dating a Carmichael is dating a girl and that relationship itself is funny. But the mother and father are still having some issues and getting through life and doing some things. Mm-hmm. And they have a son that lives with them that was married. And, you know, that's funny. His wife was, uh, his wife Tiffany is. Tiffany Haddish. So you can just the, imagine. The daughter-in-law. <laughs> right. You can imagine. That's funny. So that's good. It's good, too, because for them, I think it was really relevant in this time. You see two different generations. So a lot of times the theme of the show is the son. He is often, like, disagreeing with his parents or trying to show them, open their minds mm-hmm. to the way of thinking today. So because you'll see the generational differences of opinion. So his parents, especially his mom, will a lot of times feel a certain way about an issue or world event that's going on. And he's like, no, like, you can't say that. You can't think that way. Like, you can't, you know, like, it's just different. Like, we don't do that anymore. We don't, you know, and so you see that dynamic too um, with the, the parents and the children. What's the other show? It just made me think about it. And we watched this on Netflix uh, with the mom. Oh, the um show with uh Tia yeah. uh, Maury, um Family Reunion. Family Reunion. That's a Loretta really Divine good, yes. plays the mom in both shows. That's a really good show as yeah. well. Uh again multi-generational. And they're all in the same house. I like that show too because with that show you get to see, you know, um he was an athlete. They had money. They were raising these, yeah, had money. This is why I'm saying it. They were raising these kids that are spoiled. Um, And then the money is gone. Mm -hmm. And so, but they are still, that can really make or break a relationship. When you're dealing with financial stress to that level where your money is gone and now you're living with his parents in a whole nother state (laughs) in the South that you're not used to, you know, but they are able to really maintain their relationship. And they really show that. And then also with the parents, um, played by Richard Roundtree and Loretta Devine, we get to see, because he's a pastor, mm-hmm. and she's a first lady, um, we get to see them navigate their relationship as well and still try to keep the spark in their relationship. So, yeah, it's a good show. But we have talked about so many shows today. My, um, my last show. My last show. Oh, you got another my, my la- we, we got more, but I know we got to go. But one that I'm watching that okay. you're not, crazy about what but that? that I love is The Neighborhood. Oh, Cedric, the, the Neighborhood is fun. Tashina yeah. Arnold. It is good to see this all-black couple and this all-white couple and how they're raising their children or getting along and setting and values. And they're like best friends. Yeah, but not they don't say it. They don't say it, but they are. <laughs> so I would I would say it's a it's a and it's two- a, the age difference too because the one couple is actually like Cedric the Entertainer and Tashina Arnold. They're, they're a little old, older yeah. and they have adult children. You got to watch that show too. But I, I hope that uh, we gave you a whole lot. <laughs> we did. Um, but our purpose in really talking about this today was just to shed light on relationships, different types of relationships. I mean the dynamics can differ, right? There's so many different type of family dynamics, relationship dynamics, but there's truly something out there for everyone. And there's something to be learned um, from all these different relationships. You know, the main thing that I like about it, because we're showcasing that there's so many different dynamics and is that it lets you know that you don't have to be a one size fit all. Create the life and the relationship that you want that works for you and your partner or you and 
your, your family. family. One thing mm-hmm. I recommend is watch some of these shows or especially episodes and start conversations. Mm-hmm. Make Have a show, watch one of these sitcoms, especially when it's relevant to something that's going on in your family, and have a conversation afterwards. Yeah. Now go. Live that that life life now. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thank you for being about that life, that transformed, healed, affirmed, triumphant life. Go win and meet us here next week for another episode. Live that life now. But no matter what, but you just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. 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 To every winner, every champion, every overcomer. Are you a corporation in need of coaching and training? A church or nonprofit that's seeking speakers, coaching, or training services? Conference organizer in need of a keynote speaker? Or a couple seeking relationship, premarital, or marital counseling or coaching? Great. Great. You You are are part of our C factor. factor. That Life is a faith based firm that provides speaking, coaching, training, and consultant services. Are you ready to be about that life? That Life specializes in helping individuals and organizations create transformational shifts that help them transition from caterpillars to beautiful butterflies. And we're looking to connect with decision makers who are booking upcoming retreats, conferences, or trainings. We are also available for group or one-on-one coaching and consultant services. Please contact us for a free consultation at livethatlifenow at gmail.com. And remember to live live that that life life now. now.